Good afternoon, this is Dana Damara. How are you today? Welcome to Evolve Your Soul series, a podcast with me interviewing the divine. <laughs> I Someone asked me the other day, they said, um, well, they, they came to my class and they said, I love your podcast. It's so great. I listen to it when I'm driving. Um, I said, uh, what do you like most about it? And she said, well, I like how you always remind me to not close my eyes while I'm driving. She said, and then I always wonder, and I've been wondering this, you know, how um, much you prepare for this. Like, do you take notes? Do you, what do you do? And I said, I don't do anything. I just interview the divine. And I say, right before I get on, I take a breath and I say, just tell me what I'm supposed to say. And I find that that works really well in my life for most things. <laughs> um, for all the other things, I surround myself with people that support me <laughs> because um, I personally love being in communion with the divine. So um, thank you for your question. That was such a great question. Uh, my name is Dana Damara, and this is, I believe, episode number 16, if I'm wrong. I'll correct it, uh, but I believe it's episode 16, and this is a theme of transformation. And before we get started, I do want to put that disclaimer out there. You know, I'm going to lead you through a teeny tiny meditation with some breath work. If you are driving, I'm just going to ask that you don't close your eyes because that's not a good thing. Um, but I would invite you to, you know kind of sit and while you're driving, just kind of take a look at everything around you with a deeper perspective, almost like if you dialed in the aperture of your lens that you were looking through now. And that's really um, such a great visual for those of us who um, were living before iPhones because and had like a real camera where you could like dial the aperture on your telephoto lens. I had one of those. I was told, in fact, I still have it. It's totally into photography. Um, still love it. But I um, find that when I'm, like just today I was driving home from picking up my daughters from school and I passed my street. And I was like halfway up the hill and I was like, oh my God, I passed my street. It's because I was really into how beautiful the day was. So if that's you, Maybe you don't want to pass your street, but at least dial in the aperture and get more clear. Um, if you do have a moment and you have the space, go ahead and close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose and just be in a space of receiving this transmission. I call it a transmission. Someone asked me that the other day. Why do you call it a transmission? I call it a transmission because I never know what I'm going to say. I just call out the theme and then I ask to be given the words. So just ask that you can receive this transmission. This is a powerful transmission today. We're doing this on the day that Pluto stations direct, a week after Saturn stations direct. It's a powerful time. Always a powerful time when we're aware of our breath, though. So let's just be aware of that. The astrology is always going to be flowing and moving. There's always going to be something. Um, but technically, you know, um, transformation is available to us in every breath. So... Just take a little bit of time here to breathe and center ourselves and drop into whatever is happening for you in this moment and then let it go.
Really feel into the breath as it comes in through the nose and out through the nose. I love this word transformation. I really do. It's probably, well, it goes right along with my theme of evolution, transformation, evolution. We're always in a state of evolving and bringing ourselves to a, a different way of being, functioning in the world. So take a couple more deep breaths and get grounded. And then we'll go ahead and open the eyes and begin. So first of all, thank you again so much for those of you who tune in every week. It's always just me and the divine, so I really appreciate your uh, continued support. Um, transformation. So I, I just spent three weeks, three weekends, three weeks uh, working harder than I have in a really long time. And I... Um, I chose it. I always create it. You know, we are creating everything in our life. And I knew the time was coming. And so like August, I completely chilled out. I blew people off. I was just like, I need to just chill. And it was really, really nice. And for the last three weeks, I've been sitting in rooms with teacher trainees. Uh, one group was in San Francisco and another group was in uh, Encinitas. And um, it was really powerful, and I have to be honest and say that, that that was the catalyst for this theme. I feel like I was in a cauldron of transformation with a bunch of people that some of them I knew and some of them I had just met, and um, some of them I have had intimate relationship with as far as friendships and colleagues, and again, some of them I'd never met before in my life, and um, I first of all, I was just filled with so much gratitude um, to be able to call this my work, and I, I wrote this in my uh, post today. Like this is not that's not my work. Like my work is more parenting and being in an intimate relationship with a partner. That's work for me. Being in a room full of people who um, desire transformation in their life, I almost want to cry when I even talk about it. Is um, really powerful and I feel so fortunate. So um, teacher training was, um, Embodied Truth Teacher Training Yoga program is, is the program I wrote so many years ago and it's evolved every year. It transformed me the first time I, I wrote it, I did it. It transformed me the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. Every single time I transform because I'm in the cauldron with the, the students. Um, but this one was different, um, and I think, it, of course, I could probably say that every time. This one was different in the sense that um, I was witnessing transformation on so many levels. Um, both groups were really different in their own right, and yet the same. And uh, everybody comes to teacher training for different reasons, and... Uh, what I saw across the board was like massive dedication to this process and, um, you know, holding this sacred container for all these souls who have said, I'm ready. And there's, there hasn't been in a while people who drop out or um, vibrate out of the circle. Um, and this time there was, and that made me really um, up-level 
my commitment to a sacred container and being in right relationship, just to notice, um, witness people in their transformation and um, really remember how powerful it is to say, I'm ready to transform. And the, the funny thing is that we could say it because I've said it a bazillion times. We could say it and when the rubber meets the road, it's one of those things of like, are you really ready? And spirit will test you. Spirit will, spirit will test you not to be mean, but to really see if you're ready to evolve. And I, I always say, you know, don't judge yourself when you're not, you know, like just don't. Because sometimes the transformation is, is really strong and um, on some level we're just not ready. And it's, we're not ready because we're not ready to see the lesson. And, you know, it's okay. Like I, I'm, we, we learn over time to hold space for ourselves and others in that point in time. We, we learn to not beat ourselves up and go, oh my God, this is so terrible. Why couldn't I just stick with it? Um, over time, what happens is we lose that voice, that inner critic, um, psychologists would call it. And, um, and we move to the next phase of acceptance and compassion uh, but for some amount of time, we tend to beat ourselves up. And so I just want to say that, you know, I honor everyone where they're at on their path. I think it's really important to remember that our path is our path. And when we're ready to transform, we will. And when we're not, we won't. And that's it. And it's not for anyone to judge, you know. Um, but it did, uh, but and it did remind me in a very strong way how important sacred container is and how powerful it can be when we're in a circle with another group of, with a group of people. And so I just want to give another shout out to all the people who hold sacred container for, you know, in your moon circles or in your women's circles or your men's circles or your teacher training or your family. You know, I said in the car today, we were driving home from school and one of the girls in the car, those of you who don't know me, I have teenagers and uh, thankfully I'm part of a carpool and I get to drive, you know, one or two ways, um, a bunch of girls. And it's always fun to listen to them talk and, you know, they get in the car talking, like they're, they're talking to me and they're not even in the car yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because it fills my soul. Like my friend said, do you want me to go pick up the girls? Cause I was having a hard day today. And I was like, no, it feeds me, you know? So it feeds me when they talk. And one of the girls said something in the car that was, you know, it, it could be in some circles. Someone might say, don't gossip about this other person. And I said instead, Hey ladies, so let's make it a point to remember that whatever we say in this car stays in this car. This is a sacred circle and, you know, this is a safe place for you to say how you feel about something. And then let's make sure that we do our best to tell the truth of what we know. Because it's just their way of debriefing, you know, of like, oh my God, I'm carrying all this stuff. I've been carrying it all day and now I have to get it out. And that right there was transformative for me to be able to... Um, really look at the way I handled that situation and the way they responded was a really awesome 
for, they, they kind of looked at me funny at first and then my daughters totally got it. They were like, okay, sacred container. Yeah. Okay. Mama, get it. So, you know, when we, when we change little things like the way we speak, um, that little teeny tiny transformative way of talking or, or responding, um, can send, it can have a ripple effect on so many things. So I'm practicing again and again and again, taking that long, deep breath before I open my mouth. And I find, I find that sometimes that's hard because I have a lot coming at me at one time. And, um, I also at the same time don't want to get stuck in the pattern of reaction, right? So that's one way to look at transformation, right? So we can transform in our circles. We hold space for this. And just because you're not holding a moon circle or leading a teacher training program doesn't mean you ha don't have the opportunity to transform. You do. You, you absolutely do. Um, anyway, so I could go off on a tangent, but I'm going to try to reel it back. Um, the other thing I, I want to touch on on this word transformation, and I talked about this a lot this week in class, and one is that, you know, when we come to the yoga practice, we tend to um, look at transformation as something that we want to do in our body, right? So we're like, I want to transform my body. I want to transform, um, you know, my flexibility or my strength or my ability to whatever it's, but it's the body, it's that earth suit, it's the outside casing of, of our soul. Right. And then I found that what happens after that, after we transform our body in some way, shape or form, um, then we start to transform the mind and we start to transform the way we see things. Um, and where the way we communicate perhaps, and then maybe we transform our heart, you know, and then maybe we'll transform those subtle, those subtleties of how our, our, our body runs, you know. So there's all these ways to get to this idea of transformation. Now, I posed that statement in class this week, and someone said, and she said to me, you know, I feel like I've transformed my heart first. She said, I feel like I, I felt this, like, expansion in my heart. And then after that, then I could transform uh, my mind and the way I thought of things and then I could transform my body and my body started to change because I transformed my heart and it was a, a forgiveness thing, right? So I think it's a way, there's no way to do it. There's not like the seven steps to transformation. Yeah, I've never written an article, um, the seven steps to anything and I remember when I wrote for Elephant Journal, they were like, okay, well, we, and this was years ago, so I don't know if it's the same people and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying a fact. They said, what would really help your readership is if you would write the seven steps to something and then give us something. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And they said, but this would help your readership. I said, I, I, I don't, that's not how I write. I'm not going to do that. And so sometimes I regret that just because I think, oh, maybe I could have tried that. But at the end of the day, I think that the seven steps 
so to speak, that work for me might not work for you. Oh, thank you. Shakti just affirmed that what I said was true. Thank you so much. Um, um, I think that's true. Like, my seven steps are not going to appeal to everyone. Um, they're just ideas. I think the road to transformation is asking and recognizing where you can be transformed. And for me, step one was connection with the divine. And, you know, it, it looks different every day. I have like five rituals that are fun to do in the morning to connect me, but I might do it different on a Tuesday than I do on a Friday, you know, or depending upon what my relationship is with my daughters on that day or whatever's happening, right? So there isn't a set thing. But for me, step one always is connect with the divine, connect with spirit, connect with God, connect with the universe. And you can do that through prayer, ritual. Um, you can do that through going to the ocean, going to the trees. You can do that through connecting with nature. You can do that however it works for you, but I can't tell you how. You can do that by touching the earth. You can do that by looking at your chart. You can do that by working. I don't know, right? Like whatever connects you deeper to source is your thing, you know? Shakti's trying to crawl all over me. I don't know if you guys can hear this or not, but she's making quite a ruckus. She, she does this when I do podcasts and when I do my moon recordings. She comes, she hides all day, and then she hears me recording and she comes up and she just like is all over me. It's so cool. So I, I, I feel like this idea of transformation is different for everyone. And so to be, to bring it back, you know, to be in a room full of people who are transforming all different things. And some people don't even know they're transforming things. Like some people literally come into a yoga teacher training thinking that they're going to teach yoga, <laughs> which isn't really laughable because a lot of them do. And um, a lot of people... Um, do go off to teach and I feel so blessed that I get to hold that space and a lot of them never teach but they practice yoga in all phases of its power and that to me is transformative they don't just practice the poses or practice teaching the poses they they practice the practice the things that are the other seven limbs you know and that, to me, is transformative. And when someone says, I just did this one thing and my whole relationship shift, shifted, my heart is full. I had one woman come to me uh, for coaching about six months ago. I love her. And she came to me because she thought that she was supposed to end her marriage, you know, like, I know that this is what I have to do and I really want your support in creating the process. I know that you've done this before, yada, yada, yada. Well, after like four sessions, she's like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to leave my husband. I feel like sometimes we need outside perspective to get us through a transformative process because what, what's happening is we're running up against our own blocks, our old blocks that continue to get in our way. 
And so we need somebody to go, hang on. Do you see this process that you're going through right now? It's familiar, isn't it? Right? So sometimes we need help because the transformation actually takes place in the seeking transformation. <laughs> now I sound like Alan Watts, right? So, you know, I, I feel so fortunate to be in a room full of people that are transforming at their own pace for their own reasons. It's so lovely. So they, all those people in both teacher trainings, both cities blew my mind. And in between those teacher trainings, I um, was blessed enough to be able to go and uh, present at Bhakti Fest, which has been a dream of mine for years. Like I've always wanted to present at Bhakti Fest. Um, I presented at Shakti at the beginning of the year and was at Bhakti in 3,000 degree weather this year. And I have to say, even that was transformative for a couple of reasons. First of all, it was interesting because I'd, um, I'd only been to Bhakti once, years and years and years and years ago. And honestly, I don't even remember it. But when I went this time, it was at a different venue, apparently, from what they had um, been to. And I don't remember a lot. So everybody was talking about how this venue was different. And they, everybody had their opinions. And I was like, God, I think this is great. You know, so I feel like when we are also sitting in a what I call a Petri dish with other people, because people go to Bhakti and other festivals for transformation, you know, and conferences and workshops and all the things. When, when we're in a Petri dish with other people looking for transformation, we tend to potentially, or we could potentially then take on their transformative lessons, but they're not ours. And we do that, uh, and we just, when we do that, we distract ourselves. So we distract ourselves from our own learning. And so I saw a lot of that happening. Like, go to your own workshop. Go to your own breath thing with Michael Brandaker. Go to your class with whoever. Come to mind, whoever. But don't just hang out with your friend to be with your friend. Like, go to what calls to your soul. That's why I say the first step is listening to your soul, listening to God, spirit, source, asking, what is going to the, be the best thing for me right now? What is going to bring me to my highest good right now? And sometimes that can get hard, you know? So I wanted to say, I don't remember what I wanted to say, but I think what I wanted to just point out is that for three weeks, I've been in a transformative process. And you know, in between all of that, I'm also a mom of two teens whose dad lives in another state. And, um, man, it can get rough sometimes, you know, trying to balance all of it. And what I've been working on this whole year is I've stopped using the word single mom. Because when I say single mom, uh, it, it says that I'm, you know, it's like this victim feeling to it. 
because I'm really not a single mom. I'm a mom that's got so much support. My neighbors like amazing community is phenomenal. So, but you know, there's transformative things happening there. My daughters are 14 and 16. That's the transformation for them every single day. And they're caught up in their own stress and their own, like, oh my God, I hate chemistry and I hate math and I hate boys and I hate, you know, and then I love chemistry. I love math. I love boys. You know, it's like just this roller coaster ride. And so I've had to transform even the way that I, um, I've had to shift the way that I respond. Otherwise I get caught up and then I'm pummeled back to my 15 year old self, you know? So amidst all of those things, I, I was witnessing some transformation with uh, my daughters. And, uh, I also, uh, have, had met someone very sweet and kind and loving and, um, an old soul that I know our souls have been together before. Um, uh, it, it was very beautiful and transformed me in a way. It opened me up to my pattern of working really hard and um, showing me really what I really want. Like I, I really want to have balance in my life, you know. And so it kind of showed me some patterns that um, I was working with as well. This is why I say this is really a powerful practice because we, when we take to heart I think it's the third sutra, becoming the observer. When we really take that to heart and we become the observer of our life, um, we begin to notice how we can transform a little bit. And we begin to notice that everyone that shows up in our life is there as a reflection of, of who we are on some level. And, and we get the chance to, to be super compassionate with ourselves. So we have all these really great opportunities to do things different and only because we're observing. That's it. So during this time, it's been slightly tumultuous. And then I thought, I, I had to look at the astrology because I was so um, focused and dedicated to the teacher training and my daughters and this new friend in my life. But I was just kind of going with the flow and I thought I better look at the astrology and I looked at the astrology and Pluto station direct today and then everything made sense and it really supported my my philosophy behind transformation so now we're going to get to the good part um so Pluto stationing direct so Pluto is the is the planet of the underworld planet uh Pluto dives deep Pluto's like, we're not skimming the surface anymore. We're going to get to the root of this shit and we're going to be done. So Pluto's been in retrograde since April. And uh, you can read this on my Instagram, Dana Jamara Evolution. I'm just going to paraphrase though. So Pluto, when Pluto goes into retrograde, it is an opportunity to go to the depths of your issue. So let me just give you an example. I meet a new person, a new of the male persuasion, and 
I uh, dig him and then I have some sort of argument with him. And this isn't true, by the way. And I have some sort of argument and then I realize uh, later that the argument really isn't about him at all. It has to do with something with my dad. Or you are upset about somebody uh, telling you a little white lie and you get so upset that you blow up the friendship. And really what it is is that you are still upset about being betrayed by someone, right? So you see what I mean? So we can skim the surface and we can notice these little uh, things that we do and, or, and not notice these little things that we do and just chalk them up to some sort of issue, right? Or we can take Pluto and we can go, okay, let's dive into the depths. Here we go. <laughs> but you should do it, kind of pretend to be excited because otherwise Pluto will give you what I call the universe smackdown. <laughs> so it's like we get these little nudges, you know, like, hey, what about this? Hey, here's this. Hey, here's this. And if you don't pay attention, if you are not paying attention or you are like just in a space of, well, not paying attention, I'm telling you right now, you are going to be sorry because Pluto is no joke. Pluto's no joke. So it's an opportunity to dive into the depths now when, when, and Pluto is in retrograde. Now when Pluto stations direct, it's like all that swirling, all those ideas, all of those like lessons, all the, that depth starts to resurface. So like you, you go underwater, nose plugged, eyes shut, and you're like holding your breath and all the stuff's going on around you and you're kind of noticing it, but not really. And then you come up to the top and you go, and then there's everything. And now you get to decide, okay, what was the lessons? What were the lessons that I learned? And how can I put them into action so that I can actually not do this anymore? But if you weren't paying attention in that deep dive and you were just like, well, he did this and she did that and, and this is why and the president is this, well, then you're missing the whole point and those lessons are going to come back around and they're going to kick you in your butt. Maybe, but most likely because here's the other thing. This is so freaking amazing. Last week, Saturn was in retrograde as well. Uh, Saturn, Saturn stationed direct last week, and it was in retrograde from April of 2019, same as Pluto. Saturn is the lord of karma. So Saturn is all about your karma. It's the time timing of everything and strategy and planning and all the things. And so when I, and, and they both came out of retrograde, you know, within a week of each other. So when I look at that, I go, whoa, like just like that, whoa, you know, and we have to kind of go, okay, so these are karmic lessons. And if I'm not careful, I'm going to have to not only do it, do this again next week, but I'm going to have to do this next life. So I better pay attention. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And then, and, and so in that process, there's an opportunity for transformation. 
because I want to transform. I don't want to do the same lessons over and over again. I really don't. And sometimes I feel like I do, but this time it's interesting. I, I've noticed it and I'm like, okay, here's an old pattern. We are going to eradicate that one once and for all, right? That's this energy. That's transformation. And it's not easy. It's not like you just say it and you do it. It's like you have to work at it a lot. You have to call in your friends and tell them what you're working on. And then it'll, it'll transform. So... The other thing is that this energy is also happening in Libra season, which is um, relationship. <clears throat> so this is all about relationship. And so that's why when I said, you know, I can sit in a room with, I could sit in a room with 100 people in a teacher training program with assistance, of course, because 100 people and me is a lot. And I, that is not work to me. That is passion and purpose and like I'm dharma. And I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm, I, could, I could do that all day long and not get tired, literally. Like I, I might pass out after three days, which I usually do on Sunday night. But I could just go and go and I'm super present and everything is just flowing, right? But man, the work for me is intimate relationship. The work for me is with my, with my girls and making sure that I'm being as present as I can and, and with intimate relationship as far as with a partner. Challenging for me. Challenging for me to let anyone in. You know, to be able to open up completely and say, okay, let's have this relationship. And there's multiple reasons for that. But I find it very interesting with the events that have gone on in my personal life over the last three weeks and then what's come up as well. And all I can say is that I'm glad that the word transformation came up because I don't know about you guys, but I'm so ready to transform and be even deeper in the heart space. That's all we want to do in this life. We just want to be able to love more. Anytime we're like angry or frustrated or my daughter's favorite word, annoyed. She's just annoying. He's annoying. It's annoying. I'm like, use a different word besides annoying. What is it really? You know, <laughs> because you can't really, you can't, it's just, what is that? What are you feeling when you're annoyed? What does that really feel like? You know, so when we're moving through this kind of stuff, it can be challenging and painful and uncomfortable. But it's like we say in yoga, you know, the, the discomfort is where the transformation happens. But if we keep shying away from the discomfort, not pain, but the discomfort, if we're like, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable. Well, guess what? You're going to keep getting it. You got to sit in the discomfort until it transforms to love. And, and I know it's not easy. I know. I know. I know where my shit is. I totally get it. I know where it is. And it's uncomfortable as hell. But this is a transformative time. So my invitation 
is to just ask yourself, you know, what little shift every day, what thing can I do to, what small thing can I do every day to transform the way I see things, the way I see this person, the way I talk to this person? Because that's really what it's about, your relationships. And maybe that person really sometimes is you, you know, like, how do I talk to myself? Maybe if I just talk nicer to myself, like, can't tell you how many people when I listen to them talk, when I first start coaching with them, they are like, they're their own worst critic and they are like putting themselves down like crazy. And I'm going, are you kidding me? What are you doing? So just pay attention because this is a really powerful pivot point. And if you need support, you know, call a friend and say, I'm trying to transform this one habit. Can you help me? Can you hold me accountable? I mean, I, I've totally enlisted like three or four of my best girlfriends in this one because damn it, I do not want to carry this pattern around anymore. I, I, I um, have seen what it feels like um, to be in partnership and I haven't had that feeling in years and I, that's my deepest desire. But boy, my patterns, my unconscious patterns will do everything they can to push it away. No, that's in the past. So what's your pattern that you want to transform? What's your pattern that you want to transform? And I would say, you know, like I said, talk to a friend and, and tell them. Have them hold you accountable. You know, send me a note. If you really want to be witnessed, write it in the comments of, of Instagram. If you really want to be witnessed and really being held accountable. I mean, I, I don't fall into those like... Write your comments below, but I think I might do that with this one just because I think that this is really awesome. And ask someone to hold you accountable. Hey, hold me accountable to this. You'd be surprised how often you go into the same patterns over and over again. So I think that's all I really have for this, this one. I, um, I am extremely excited about this teacher training that's been happening. I'm uh, very grateful for the team of people that support Embodied Truth and very grateful for the people that su support me and my family and the girls. And I just, uh, I'm super grateful that I'm here and present. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach out to me, I'm pretty accessible. It's Dana at DanaDamara.com. It's just my website. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Dana Damara Evolution. Facebook is the same, Dana Damara Evolution. And uh, I hope I see you somewhere on the map. hope I see you somewhere, 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 somewhere. Um, you can find me on my website at DanaDamara.com. Hopefully you're having a spectacular day and I look forward to seeing, seeing you. Ta-ta for now. Namaste.